Kindle Unlimited is a boon. Welcome to Unfortunately Required Reading. I decided that I was going to go to a concert last night. Also, Tori, in me being old, you've been to concerts, right? Huh? You've been to big concerts. Oh, yeah. Call time. Show starts at 6.45. Get there around 6.30. You know, get some food, get an overpriced drink, you know, hanging out. Opening act. Okay. Intermission. Second opening act. Intermission. Main attraction does not go on stage until 9. Plays until like 11. I felt so old. I'm just like, it is bedtime. What the fuck? See, I remember back, back in the day going right. to watch Nine Inch Nails play in San Diego. And like, San Diego was a two hour drive from where I was from. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, it would be a freaking weeknight. And my like best friend at the time, we would go and we would go watch, you know, the opening acts which one time mm -hmm. was Dresden Dolls, which was awesome. And mm -hmm. we're just like, this is so good. This is so much fun. We would get randomly mm -hmm. hit on by guys that looked like Andy Warhol. That was a whole thing. I got randomly um, hit on by a guy while I was there too. And it's usually somebody who's a little bit older and you're like, buddy, I have a bedtime too. Like, calm down. This guy was making like hand gestures. He's like, you. and I'm like, no. He's like, you, me, you over here. Like, No. Anytime you have to gesture at me like I'm a fucking animal, I'm not going over there. Or, like, just walk over to you if it's such No, a actually, I don't want either of those things. Don't do any of those things. Don't come anywhere I, near me. Don't come. Do not observe me. I, so I was looking for wallets because I bought one of, like, the big long wristlets because I can't be trusted. <laughs> Turns out I always leave it unzipped so everything just falls fucking out. So I can't no. be trusted. And I bought a bifold. It falls out in my purse. Like, I don't just, like, leave it. Like, it falls out in my purse. It's inconvenient. So I bought a bifold. I was so close to buying the bifold that says, don't fucking touch me. And it's in, like, a Barbie heart. I really wish I had bought that one. So you could just, like, flash it. Like, please. This is like, my badge. I do not want to be perceived. I don't. Or at least. Amanda, are you yes. are you a service animal? Is that what it is? You're like, do not pet. Literally, like, there's, like, the four horsemen of apocalypse with, like, service animal vests. And it's, like, anxious, does not like men, do not pet, do not perceive me. Like, that's literally, yes. I'm sorry, just the does not like men. <laughs> no, there's literally one that says anxious around men. It's, like, same, homie. Same. <laughs> I got you, fam. There's literally one. Yeah, it was like anxious around men. Um, it was like, you know, do not pet, do not talk to me. Yeah, I want, do not perceive me, don't fucking touch me, anxious around white men, and then leave me alone. Or like like a zoo attraction, like look, don't touch. Like, I'm okay with occasional perception. I was wearing a lot of makeup last night. The titties was out. I was in a corset empire dress. Titty were popping. I, I'm okay with some gazing, but I don't want to know that I'm being gazed upon. Like a statue in a museum. Like a fine piece of art. <laughs> you may look, you may not touch. You are a statue of Artemis. You're like, um, please walk away um, from me. I'm more like one of those like, fucked up statues of Dionysus where he's like a round drunk cherub oh my gosh so we finally watched uh, Thor Love and Thunder and not to spoiler it for anybody who's still watching it but at one point in time they go to this city that's just full of gods um, and my mythology bitch persona takes over and I'm like that's so and so and that's so and so and they're married to so and so and they're so and so's kid and like nobody in my family cares nobody in my family no. cares and at one point in time Bacchus makes a joke where, or, or Bacchus hears a joke from Zeus and just starts busting up Dionysus and he goes good one dad and I lost my shit I was cracking up and Mark's just like what's wrong with you also 
Um, the hottest Hercules I've ever seen in my life. Fuck Kevin Sorbo. Um, remember in the 90s when we thought Kevin Sorbo was a good person? I mean, I remember a lot of people being good people in the 90s. <laughs> Before social media. <laughs> right, like, like what, are you Victoria, what are you talking about? Like, there were a lot of good people in the 90s. Shit, I was probably oh. a good person in the 90s. I will say, I remember when that switch came over. Like, this is how I, I know I'm dating myself. Where we had, you know, our little digital cameras in our purses. We had moved away from those, like, single-use snap ones that you, mm -hmm. like, would forget to go get developed. And then you'd get developed and they were terrible. Um, and when we moved on to camera phones, I just remember everybody just being like, oh, shit, we got to put it in lockdown. Because before, we would be taking pictures of our our boobs like in a circle like there's a picture somewhere on myspace from my digital camera and, and we're all clothed but it's still like bar, we all thought that we were fucking photographers oh you yeah give, you give any child a kodak camera fucking annie Leibowitz, just like we thought we were taking those artistic snaps of the same fucking bird. Like I remember my dad not helping because I took pictures of these, like he has these Solari bells, which were amazing. Um, and just like taking a little picture of it and like showing it to him and him being like, wow, your composition on this is excellent. And between the line that, cause he had, he had done photography for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like there's a picture of my mom. That's, I don't, I think it's at Sam's house where she's like, got this like off shoulder dress off and she looks sexy as hell. We also found pictures I didn't want to know about when we cleaned up my dad's house. That's neither here nor there. I'm just saying like, I felt pretty damn good at 16 going, Oh, he liked my composition work. Thanks dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell y'all you get scarred for life when you find pictures of your mom and stockings, especially yeah. when your parents have been divorced for like 20 years. Do you want to actually talk about the book? No, but yes, let's do it. <laughs> we're reading Love in the Time of Cholera because like we were going to do a whole thing. And then uh, towards the end of August, Tori and I both had some stuff going on. Uh, life is relentless. Life is truly relentless. Uh, Tori and I had some stuff going on. It's like, hey, we're going to pun for mental health. Because uh, we know that we don't give you guys a good show when we're not in a good headspace. I mean, arguably, we've never been in a good headspace our lives, but, you know, we do try. Yeah, I think the last time I was in a good headspace, I was five. I think I, I maintain I maintain the comment that defines us both. You have an old soul. That means that you have not produced your own serotonin since you were 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to do that. Yeah. Sorbot is fine. Uh, so we're going to do Love in the Time of Cholera. Uh, same author, same thing. Like we just, we, we did Gabriel Garcia Marquez. We just did this. Uh, <sighs> okay. Let's, what, what are, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Okay. So um, I'm stereotypical right now. I'm currently drinking a pumpkin spice latte out of a bottle because why not? I put too many cherries into a glass of champagne because I'm well-adjusted and don't have feelings. Remember when we first started this show and we were like, hi, we've catered a perfect wine and cheese plate. We've also created this drink or we've recreated something from the same time period. <laughs> we're going to shake this shaker until our arms fall off. <laughs> we're like, fuck it. We're not in the same building anymore, Victoria. We've had this conversation. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not critiquing you at all. I'm just like, life just kind of hit us in the face it so really many did. times that we're it like, really, you're like, you know what? I don't fuck it. I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. <laughs> also, there was a young lady at a work who was saying that she went to a bar and she wanted to order a Ramos Gin Fizz. And the bartender told her no. Because if they saw, if people saw them making one, they'd want more and they didn't want to. They didn't want to make more. And it's like, I have never related to something more in my fucking life. I mean, rude customer service. Like, 
make her her gin fizz. But also, yeah, I would have done the same fucking thing. It's like, can you make me a gin fizz? I cannot. Because if one other basic hoe sees this, they're going to want it. And then they're not even going to like it because it doesn't even taste that fucking good. They just want so it for no. the gram. Yeah, so no. So no, you cannot have this. Like I'm equal parts like like rude, bad customer service, but also like yeah. If anyone like saw that video of me shaking it and was like, "Hey, can you make me that?" No, fuck you, I can't. <laughs> you know what I think is so funny is we come on here and we're like combative as hell. We're like, "Fuck you." Better pizza, better ingredients, better hope. Better bitches, better money. <laughs> like, and then we're out in like in public and we're just like, um, actually, I ordered a um I actually yeah, ordered this, excuse me, this 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 has pecans on it. I'm allergic. Okay, I'll just I'll, I'll pick them off. Thank you. I mean, that's I what the do. internet does. That's what the internet you know does. The internet. Yes. I'm going to Costco after this. Like, I no yeah. longer have a cool card. I am just this fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go paint your Bigfoot wood cutout. I'm so excited. And I'm going to eat pasta and probably drink more I, champagne. I know we're going to talk about the book eventually, but do you want to tell people about your new Bigfoot endeavor? Yeah, so I got a bunch of uh, wood cutouts because, so I'm not good at painting, but I love painting things. It scratches like a very like ADHD, OCD friendly part of my brain. So one of them is a bunch of like Bigfoot silhouettes. And I reached out to Tori and it was like, hey, do you want a Bigfoot silhouette? And she's like, yes. So you have any colors that you want? She's like, yes, I want it green. I want a color shift. I'm like, it's probably the perfect size for a magnet. She's like, yeah, make it fucking happen. So... <laughs> She's like, yeah, say less. Let's go. <laughs> I support your Bigfoot endeavors. Like, I really, I love painting things. I love that. Do not just, like, give me a canvas and say, paint this bird. Fuck you. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to draw a circle. I'm bisexual. I can't draw a straight line. I don't know how to do anything. Don't just, like, give me a sketchbook and be like, here. I can't fucking do it. You're but like, if you I will not draw you like one of your French girls. No, but if you give me like a wooden thing, I'm going to fuck that shit up. Sorry, Nemo it's is gonna... circling. Aw, baby. Uh, so let's go over this book because uh, I was going to say neither of us want to be here. That's not true. We have a great time together. Neither of us want to read this book. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty much it. I, I tell Mark, I'm like, oh, I have to go record. And it's not that I don't want to talk to Amanda. It's just I don't want to read this. I know. I'm a goddamn delight. You like spending time with me, which is your fault I entirely. Do. It is entirely my fault. Okay. Do you want to get a Paranormal Fest? When is it? I'll I'll, I'll message you after that. We've already derailed the show 20 times. Anyway, okay, sorry. Okay. So, short story long, a doctor named, and I'm going to butcher these names even though I speak Spanish, I'm sorry, Juvenal Urbino is the most well-respected doctor in the city of Viceroy. He is sent to examine the body of a man named Jeremiah Saint Amour, who also happens to be his closest friend and someone he regularly plays chess with. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremiah, determined not to grow old, has killed himself at the age of 60. I mean, I get it. Um, yeah. The doctor comes home from this you know, uh, examination and finds out that his pet parrot has escaped and flown outside. So rather than get some fucking help, he goes to the mango tree it's hiding in, climbs a ladder, tries to grab the bird, but as he gets hold of it, he falls to his death. Gasp. So this is all within like the first few pages and you're like, Marcus, you don't have to go that hard. Anyway. You really don't. A man named Florentino Ariza tells Fermina Daza, the doctor's wife, that he loves her and declares his eternal fidelity and everlasting love. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? You can't do this. My husband just died. Like, it's been five minutes, bro. She starts to think about when they were both 18 and super dramatic. Fermina mm -hmm. and Florentino were obsessed with each other back when they were kids. And while she has moved on and stopped thinking about him, Florentino has thought about her every day for the last 51 years 
nine months and four days. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, when they first met, it was because Florentina was delivering a telegram to Fermina's father, Lorenzo Daza. Her father was mm -hmm. notorious for being very shady and doing illegal things. Mm -hmm. um, Florentino starts watching Fermina every day as she goes to school. She's always accompanied by her aunt Escolastica. Finally, mm -hmm. Florentino gets up the courage to approach Fermina and offers her a letter. Mm -hmm. At first, uh, she refuses to take it because she says she has to get her father's permission to do so. Because she's a very good girl at first. Um, he demands that she gets that permission. Originally, the letter he was going to give her was 60 pages where he declares his love for her. But instead, he gives her a much shorter note, but still Thank tells God. her his feelings for her. Because that's normal, bro. Um, yeah. He tortures himself emotionally while he waits for her answer. But she's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm kind of into this. So two years go by. Fermita and Florentino are allowed to see each other in passing only. They write love letters to each other daily. Florentino proposes to Fermina and she's like, ah, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, she gets caught writing him a letter at school and gets expelled. I want to get letters. And I, no, I really don't think that you do. It's like you, like you don't want to find your parents' letters during the war anyway. Yeah. Like, I, no, I really, I really don't think that you do. So, her dad ends up going into her room, finding all these love letters in her, like, chest thing, and goes, all right, that's it. Kicks out Anna Escolastica, takes Fermina on a really ridiculous trip to make her forget about Florentino, which is not a good experience for anyone involved. No. This seems like it's going to be a super good plan. Like, it's going to, her dad's like, she's going to completely forget about this guy, except, uh, Fermina is a lot smarter than her own father, and she becomes friends with her cousin, um, Hildebranda, and they figure out how to send telegraph messages back to Florentino, who works with a telegraph operator. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of like, I took away, we took away your cell phone. You can't text that boy. Yeah, but mama got a prepaid. <laughs> anyway. For Mina returns when she's 17 and she is one hell of a woman and Florentino sees her and when they're reunited she's like oh god what was I thinking and tells him to kind of forget it all because she was very foolish for ever loving him mm -hmm. um, Florentino still tries to woo her but she will not respond so over the next like 60 years they never really have a chance to speak in private and at first he's like I'm going to save my virginity for this girl but he ends up having sex with a woman named Rosalba when he's on a ship on his travels. So he comes mm -hmm. home and he works to try and come up with a plan to win Fermina back, like to get her. But when he's home, he conducts a count of like secret affairs with countless women, but he always keeps them quiet. So people just assume he's gay. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Urquhart starts to court Fermina. She's not feeling it. Her dad forces their marriage because he would. Um, mm -hmm. Florentino hears about the upcoming marriage and vows to make himself worthy of her. He takes mm -hmm. a job at his uncle's company, the River Company of the Caribbean. He ends up becoming the pre the president of the whole thing. And unfortunately, at this point in time, Fermina is already married to the doctor and pregnant with her first child. And so mm -hmm. Florentino continues his secret affairs and accidentally mistakes this woman named Leona Cassini for a sex worker. And she's like, <laughs> that's funny. I am not. So she ends up asking him for a job and he's like, okay, you can have a job with the company. Martino's mm -hmm. like, cool. I'm just going to sit here until my competition dies. He's super friendly with the doctor and Fermina's always courteous, but she never really thinks about the two of them ending up together. Fermina mm -hmm. and the doctor look super happy in public, but they are over each other. Dr. Urbino has a form at the fair with a woman named Barbara Lynch. Fermina's like, oh, hey, guess what? I found out about your affair. Irritated by her husband's cheating on her, she goes to live with her cousin, Hildebranda, on the ranch. Mm -hmm. The doctor goes and brings her home, and she's, like, surprisingly happy to see him. Um, <clears throat> years later, with the doctor dead, Florentino ends an affair with a 14-year-old fucking girl. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, and then he goes to Dr. Rubino's wake to declare his love and fidelity for Fermina. Uh, she kicks him out of her house and sends him a super angry letter telling him to go fuck himself. Mm -hmm. uh, he writes back a letter about life and love 
and somehow it helps her overcome her grief. They rekindle their relationship and are pretty sure they're uh, they're going to like hang out at Florentino's home. Florentino's like, hey, I have an idea. Let's go on a cruise. Let's go on this boat on the river. They finally have sex. When they reach the last port, Fermina sees people she knows and worries that if they get off the boat together, there's going to be drama. So mm. Florentino convinces the captain to put up the yellow flag on the ship, indicating that the ship has patients who have cholera. So all that remain on board are Fermina, Florentino, the captain, the captain's lover, and no port will let them dock because they think they're full of infectious people. So they sail mm. off on the river together. Listen, he had me going in there for a while, but that affair with a 14-year-old, come on. It was a different time. I don't give a shit. I don't either. A uh, couple of things. One, this book hits really, really differently in a pandemic-still world. When I was at my concert last night, I went to go see The Killers. Tori knows this. You guys don't know this. I went to go see The Killers. And the lead singer said, you know, there's a lot been going on, you know, with COVID. You know, this is, you know, he's like, we're going to spread some love. You know, he's, he has great stage presence. He's a, he's a nice man. He has great stage presence. It's like, this is a super spreader event. And it's like, ah, ah, you're right, but ah. <laughs> Mr. Brightside is still one of the most popular songs in the UK. Like and people it go will never, it will never fucking stop. <laughs> they Listen, in Scotland, when they play Proclaimers in Scotland, 500 miles, that yes. is the unofficial Scottish national anthem. Yes. Nobody gives a fuck how old that song is. They will get up and are yelling da-da-da, throwing their hands in the air. It was the best experience in a club I've ever I mean, been. in all it's fairness, Victoria, if I do... Sweet Caroline. Listen. Oh, you fell for my twitching. Yeah. My see, eyes twitching. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. I know. I know the music of your people. Oh, I for my friend's wedding. So my friend is half Peruvian and half um Swedish. Well, but like American. Her parents met because they were taking a Swedish language course together in another country. And it's like my favorite story. It's the cutest thing. Anyway. Okay. She and her sisters are joking around. They're like, yeah, we got to create a playlist for the reception. And I'm like, do you just need a list of songs that get white people turned? And everyone at the table just starts laughing. And I'm like, oh, oh, I have you now. So no, like, I love, there was a playlist. It was like a hundred songs that get white people turned. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, like, yeah, I love me some like Shake It by Metro. You know, I don't like Sweet Caroline, but if I'm drunk enough, bah, 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 like you get me drunk enough. Yeah, like it's infectious. Like, but okay, so you reminded me of two things that we forgot to mention at the top of the show. One, hmm. to our listeners in the UK, because we do have a sizable amount of you, we do know that the Queen has passed away. We will refrain from making jokes about Elizabeth because we acknowledge that for many of you, she was a figurehead. For those of our listeners in Scotland, Ireland, Wales, or happen to be indigenous, you all carry on making fun of this dead woman. We will, however, accept... Huh? Irish Twitter is lit. Black Twitter and Irish Twitter have finally come together. Also, those of us who have been colonized. So, which includes me now. Uh continue making jokes. I will, however, accept jokes about Diana waiting in heaven to say some very strong words to Elizabeth. Those I will accept. And I will accept any and all jokes about uh, the tampon comment from Charles. Any and all tampon related comments at Charles, I will accept. If we could my just, yes. My favorite meme that I've seen so far it was it's Oliver a picture of Oliver Cromwell going, Charles the what? Yes, I saw that. I was like, yes. So I will accept any and all jokes about Charles. Uh, I I was with a friend before the concert and I did the little thing where he was like, you know, how old is he? And I'm like, hey Google, you know, how old is Charles? And it's like, Charles is 73. He is also the British monarch who has been waiting the longest to rule. And it's like, you did not have to add that part. You could have just said he was 73 years old. You added that second part because you knew. 
y'all didn't have to say any of that shit. So to those of you who genuinely do feel like you've lost a grandmother, who've lost a figurehead, we do acknowledge that. Some of the jokes that have been coming out of the U.S. from people who do not have the right to say them have been crass and tasteless. And as the PR person for the United States, I do apologize. Those of us affected by colonialism who are indigenous, the Scottish, the Welsh, and the Irish, y'all keep and going. In Corn Cornwall, we see you too. We Yes, Cornwall, we see you too. We acknowledge Cornwall as well. Um, so we, we did see that. We do know. Um, and then also, yeah, this book hits a little bit different where it's like, we're just going to raise up a boat like Poncho's Mexican buffet where you raise the flag for cholera. <laughs> I we love Poncho's like, Mexican buffet. Do we need a COVID flag? I feel like that's every cruise in America still. Because like yeah, I was... I've been really wanting to go on a cruise. Two of my coworkers are going on cruises. Yes. Get you little shit gremlin. Sorry. Nemo was eating a piece of like plastic string and it was starting to go down the throat. So I had to stop him. So listeners, I apologize for the shit gremlin comment, but I don't. Uh, I know a bunch of people that are going on cruises. It reminded me how much I love cruises. Uh, but then I reminded that they're horrible ecosystems where at minimum you're going to get norovirus. At minimum, you're getting norovirus. At maximum, you're you're probably getting monkeypox and COVID. So we should probably talk about some symbols. And are there a lot of symbols that we could have gone into? Yes. Yeah. Are we going to go into all of them? No. Both of us are tired. So let's start with uh, cholera and the idea that you can be consumed by love also talking about some of the, uh, you know, epidemiology of cholera. Do you want to talk about the love part and I can talk about the horrifying disease part? Yeah, sure. So as we see from like the very beginning, um, Florentino is just completely consumed. I mean, it doesn't keep him from getting his dick wet, which I think is hilarious, but mm -hmm. he... Uh, he is consumed by his love for Formina. Yes. Um, yes. And even just down to the, oh, hey, this party is probably going to end if we pull into this dock, raise that flag. And keeping in mind, this flag is a very serious thing. This has yes. consequences for everyone on the ship. Right. So, like, at this point in time, until they either reach a port where they have the flag down and nobody knows, which is unlikely because there's telegraphs and people flying ahead, mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to dock anywhere. Right. Um, like, it's this not is not this a rational decision. <laughs> well, it's not rational, and it kind of it gives me, like, Romeo and Juliet vibes, where, like, it's also not romantic. Like, one thing I hate about a lot of, like, rom-commy movies is like here's this grand romantic gesture that's awful like none of you have thought this through none of you have thought about what the next step is like oh my god what is that movie where like the guy interrupts the wedding and is like baby i need you and like she actually runs off with him and like the closing shot is just like them on the bus like oh fuck oh the graduate yeah we're like and i love that I fucking love that because it's like, fuck, I've just ruined her life. She's just ruined her like, Like, no, this is not romantic. This is not nice. This is not cute. Fuck you. Like, this isn't nice. <laughs> so I end up having this fight with people all the time. I hate the movie The Notebook. I hate it. I've never. And I've people never are like, but it's so romantic, you know. No, it's not. You're a bird, I'm a bird. I'm like, the man literally climbs a Ferris wheel to interrupt her date and like, that's threaten not... to drop to his death unless she says she'll go out with him. Yeah, that's because not, that's not okay. romantic. That's psycho. That's a crime. That's a whole ass crime. My favorite is a, have you seen the cut of a, like, I think it's the first two Spider-Man movies where uh, Spider-Man is framed as a horrifying stalker and not a romantic love interest? No, I haven't. 
So there's some cool, like, super cuts of, like, the first couple of Spider-Man movies, like, especially with Tobey Maguire, where, like, if you just tone down the music, he's a terrifying stalker who's like, I saw your play 15 times, and I sat in the front row, and I know all the lies. That's not cute. She's marrying J. Jonah Jameson's son. Like, that's not cute. Stop it. Stop it. Also, when I was back home, we went to P.F. Chang's because my family is bougie as fuck. And our waiter straight up like emo Peter Parker. And I was like, smash? Question <laughs> mark? I mean, as long as it wasn't Venom fucking, I think that's okay. Have you gone to the Venom in Preg? No, I am not playing that game. <laughs> I am not. Listen, I sent you a video about the 50-page balloon animal shifter porn, right? Tori, I'm an anime fan that has been an anime fan for 20 years. You cannot scare me. Do not recite the old ways to me, witch. There is nothing that you can... I have seen things that will go to my grave... You cannot frighten me. There is nothing that you can do that surprises me anymore. And I don't say that with any glee. I was traumatized. <laughs> but there is nothing. If There is no sexuality, no preference, nothing that shocks me anymore. Let's talk about how horrible the D cholera is. Cholera, endemic to a bunch of places, shockingly. Uh, less now because we have, like, you know, treatments and stuff. But cholera is mostly a virus that attacks the guts. You get uncontrollable diarrhea. Just horrible, wasting diarrhea. Um, that often ends up bloody. It comes from bacteria, from consuming contaminated water or contaminated food it is often waterborne it is very often waterborne and was endemic to a lot of places um during the tudor period malaria and cholera were endemic to tudor england and people are like i thought those were tropical diseases they're water diseases <laughs> so you get cholera by having waste and gross stuff in your water and guess what tends to cause a lot of waste so cholera oh. really does create this like beautiful ecosystem to keep breeding itself. It was very, very deadly for hundreds of years. Um, it is much easily is much more easily treated now. But this is again, it's a disease that is overwhelming. There are some people that do get very mild infections and overcome it and are okay. But for many, many people, really up until the last, I'm going to say like 200 years, realistically more like 100 to 50, that cholera was fatal. It is also very, very much easily uh, a disease that takes children. That's a big a subsect of people that tend to still get cholera are people in developing nations where water is not properly sanitized. You don't have access to properly sanitized water. People in America still get cholera because I was going to say reasons. It's societal. It's societal issues and racism. That's why people in America are still getting fucking cholera. It's because all the pipes are lead and people don't have plumbing and everything is bad. Racism is bad. Um, but cholera is not a sexy disease. Uh, the Victorians had like this weird morbid obsession with tuberculosis. Like tuberculosis was like fashionable. And like women were kind of hoping to get tuberculosis because it made them lose weight, which is. <sighs> there were women in the Victorian period that were like, ooh, tuberculosis. I could I could stand to lose a few pounds. Uh, but no one really. About wanting tapeworms. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, but with tuberculosis. Uh. Speaking of which, my best friend's exorcism is coming out at the end of the month on Amazon, and I'm about to lose my mind. If you haven't read that book, read it, and you'll understand my tapeworm comments. Uh, so, uh, cholera is not a sexy disease. It's not a beautiful disease. Uh, which is why, again, all these boats would be like, fuck that shit, bye! Uh, it is very, very highly contagious because, again, you're producing a lot of waste. And if you are not in a position where that waste can go anywhere, which is why it's especially so dangerous on boats, which is why I still have issues with cruises, you are in a hot box of disease. 
I want to go on a cruise so badly. I want to go on that virgin cruise that's adults only. But I don't want 15 diseases. Also, I want to go on a 29 day one from Viking River Cruises that just goes all over Scandinavia. But then I'm like, that's 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 a dream for a future Tory. I would go on a Viking River Cruise with you. I would go on a Viking River cruise with you. That's true friendship. I know. I'd go on the crime cruise with you in a minute. There's a crime cruise? It is a true crime cruise. It is like almost all women and you solve crimes and you get murderabilia and you go on a boat to Mexico talking about true crime and murder and serial killers. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. It looks very fun. Um, So... Yeah, that's cholera as a disease. Um, it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not romantic. Uh, no one was like, oh, man, I hope I get cholera. Literally no one said that. Um, no one. Just uh, cholera is so bad. Cholera is bad. Uh, but fortunately, in uh, the U.S., we have all these wonderful things called vaccinations. Have you been vaccinated? Are you considering getting your uh, Omicron variant-specific booster? Have you gotten your flu shot? I was like, I've had my flu shot. I need, I need to go get a. I need to go get my Omicron. I need booster. to get my booster. I need to get my flu shot. I'm working on it. My problem right now is I don't have a weekend to just be dead. Because that's what's gonna happen. I was gonna do it actually Friday, but I don't have a weekend to just be like. Well, fuck. <laughs> uh, so, that's cholera. Um, as a symbol, are there countries that probably saw it as like some kind of wasting disease from the gods? Yeah, you don't have time for that shit. So, do you want to move on to murdering the tiger as an illusion for sex? And then we can talk about man-eating lions. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you right now, this is my new favorite illusion like just walk up and being like hey baby you want to go kill the tiger um this is just oh. kind of a, a a phrase that they end up saying like oh they're they're finally going to have sex they're going to go and kill the tiger they're going to go and it is this very difficult journey to go find the tiger and and kill it which is funny because i've been watching westworld and i'm like they have the whole area that's the raj and i'm like so basically you just made an area for people to pretend to be rich white English people to go kill a bunch of animals. You can do that in Texas. You can do that in Johnson City right now. There is a farm on the way to Lano that is, God, I haven't been by it in a long time because it's the, it's on, I think, 71. It's from mm. when you're driving from Austin to Lano or past it to other places mm. which is also what people are doing um and there is just this there's like a farm with like ibexes and all sorts of stuff and i'm like don't kill that just let them be let them hang yeah. out you can make more money if you're like the rhinery and you just have alcohol and let people pet the animals tori i say this with love you are the whitest person i know i know i am because like, i went so i went to the animal safari park in johnson city not sponsored after going to a winery with a guy who just like was intimate friends with LG with um LBJ, not intimate in that way. I realize that to preface, but like just like knew his family Aww. and everything. I girl, I wish. I Dude. wish. Uh, but my friends and I went, Amber and I went. You know, we're both African American women with a healthy skepticism of everything. Because that's how black people are raised. Everything can kill you, everyone is dangerous. Fuck that shit. We I ended up so much. Amber's great. Slight sidebar. We were watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries of the new season, and they were doing an episode on the ghost after the big tsunami in Japan. We could not get through it. It's like, no, no, episode's over. It's like, oh, after the tsunami, th I found a woman who was drenched on my doors of asking for help. No, you close that fucking door and you go back inside. No, this is why we don't do horror movies. But we went to the safari park. And we saw a camel. We saw a bastardy camel. Factory camel. Giant ass fucking camel. We saw a dromedary camel too. No one told me camels were huge. When was someone going to tell me camels were fucking huge? They're massive. No part of me. You were a mummy in the 90s. I was not paying attention to the animals. And also like I think that was. 
I think that might be that little bit of an age gap because I think the mummy was a little bit too much for me. Cause I think like, oh my God, when did the mummy come out? 1999. Was nine years old. Listen, little... I'm sorry. My sexuality was already raging. No, I didn't I've seen realize. it. I wanted to bang Otis. I have seen so it bad. now. Yeah, I've seen it now. It's a lovely movie. Brendan Fraser is finally getting all the credit that he deserves. He's a brilliant man and a lovely actor. These movies fucked him up, sidebar. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> looking at these candles, like, oh, you can put the food in your hand. No! No! Fuck you! No! I will not! Like, oh, hey, Cody! What? Because you know that guy, the black guy on TikTok, who's like, "Oh, that dog is crazy. Just go get you a white woman; she'll take care of it." That's like, yeah. I'm like oh, this barn cat that's is literally us. No, that's literally us. It's like, no, fuck you. It's like, oh, you can put the food in your hands and it'll come. It, no, no. I'm like, I will ride the camel, and you're like, sweet lord. <laughs> no, I. I'm like moving closer in the safari van. Like, I don't want that thing near me. Look at that thing. I know the story of the red ghost. I don't want to do that again. Yes, Victoria. I told you this lately. I love you so much. <laughs> I know what happened with the red ghost and the camel core. That went poorly for everyone, including the camel. Fuck you! I do not want to feed the camel. They're big. They're so big. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't like nature. I love nature as a concept. It's why I like glamping. I like glamour camping. You have someone who brings you your little charcuterie. They bring you your chardonnay. There's hot water. There's HBO Max. There's yurts and nice throws are you in nature yes are you experiencing nature fuck no i'm the one who's always telling mark i'm like let's go camping in the big thicket and he's like fuck no no i don't know it'll be great well you know he's like legitimately part native american like his grandma was actually cherokee regardless i'm cracking up because i'm like I'm going to take Brianna and we are going to go find Bigfoot. And he's like, you are not taking my daughter to the middle of the fucking forest to go hunting yeah, you for know Bigfoot. What? And Brianna's like, yes, only, she is. That is the only time I would ever let him use the my daughter card. I would never let him use it in any other scenario. I would hit him with a shoe. And I'm pretty sure he knows that. And if he doesn't, you can tell him. If he ever uses the My Daughter card in any other scenario, I would beat him with a shoe. In that instance, I, I will let him have it. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt that this is my kid at this point. Because she went to school on Friday. And she had so many books in her backpack to read that she actually brought a side tote just Good for books to read. Her teacher gave her a list of books because she looked at her and Brianna goes, I really want to find more books to read because she asks me all the time and I find stuff for her that I'm like, this is mostly appropriate. She comes home with this super long list and I hear Mark go, the blind assassin, what the fuck is that? And I go, Margaret Atwood. And Brianna goes, yeah, my teacher asked me, you know, what my maturity level was on books. And I'm like, pretty mature. She's really like, so she, uh, I'm going to brag for a minute. She's now reading at a 12th grade level. She's super close to a college level. And I'm like, I read some pretty weird shit when I was in high school. I know she's in junior high. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's pace this. I know this book. I did give her Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Garcia Moreno, That's a good who one. is like my favorite author. And she is tearing through that well her and Catherine Valente um as far as modern she's tearing through it like I go what are you reading she's like I'm at this part and I'm like yes wait till you get to the the chapel it's gonna be amazing like uh, I'm so excited about it and I'm like you're you're unintentionally taking in information about Latin American colonization through different mining techniques and stuff like that you don't even realize that that's what you're learning about <laughs> Well, she's the one who got me into Laura Olympus, so. 
yes. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, killing the tiger is a very, very fun uh, animal euphemism. There are several euphemisms that people use uh, in reference to finishing up things. Um, I end up using split the baby a lot. And I realize that if you aren't incredibly like Christian and incredibly Southern, most people just think murder. But I say split the baby a lot. Damn it, Solomon. Right. Like I, I say that a lot where, cause you know, I am, I'm so pragmatic. It hurts where it's like middle path, split the baby. Uh, eating the elephant is one that I remember hearing a lot, like working in advertising. Cause you know, if you have like a big project, how do you eat an elephant a bite at a time? So eating the elephant again, and like just stripped of all context. Um, I like the idea of killing the tiger. The problem is I live in Texas where people have guns and there are more tigers here than there are in the entire Indian subcontinent. So the idea of mm -hmm. killing a tiger is not necessarily difficult to me here, uh, which just makes it sad. And it's probably a greater metaphor for actually deflowering a woman who you've basically been grooming for most of her life. Anyways, you want to talk about the last symbol, which is flowers, and we can wrap this shit up. <laughs> there are a lot of different flowers that are used in this. Like when he first meets her, she's got like a gardenia crown. And gardenias, I don't know if y'all know, those fade real fucking fast after you pick them. Mm -hmm. Um the camellia flower is it's like symbol is a flower of promise and he uh florentino gives them to fermina and she returns them mm -hmm. and so that's like the no i don't think i will like <laughs> and, and you know what the funny thing is now like i remember reading this in college for fun because i'm sick and being mm -hmm. like, that is the most romantic shit I have ever read in my life. You know, he's loved her this whole time. And now having worked in, um, you know, volunteering with people who have been trafficked, I'm mm -hmm. like, this is just straight up fucking grooming. Yeah, like, it's, it's weird how a lot of these things just like, and not in the way that like, so like, I have a boys love podcast. And one big thing in like anime and manga fan culture is just like labeling things as problematic. Which, yes and no. Throwing it as a bad faith criticism, not great. Acknowledging that there's a lot of things that are problematic about a lot of ways that things are written, sure. But again, like, you can't just have that about, like, Japanese media. You have to have that about everything. If you're going to do it at manga and anime, then there's a lot of classic books you need to relook at. There's a lot of modern books you need to look at. There's a lot of American TV shows you need to look at. There's a lot of American tele... Like, there's a lot of stuff, like... I'm okay with that. If you're going to do that, if you're going to do scorched earth and everything is problematic and everything is grooming and everything is pedophilia. Okay. You can do that, but you can't just do it at one circle. If you're going to do it, you have to burn everything and people aren't ready to have that conversation. Nope. Because yeah, there's a lot of stuff everywhere that is bad. It's why no one can agree on whether people should read Lolita or not. Like, I'm totally fine with that criticism. I see it every day being a boys love podcaster and being a fan of this stuff myself. But if you're going to apply it with so much vigor to Japanese media, then there's a lot of Riverdale, Teen Wolf, Charmed, Buffy, Supernatural, Euphoria, Glee. There's a lot of other shit I'm going to need you guys to show up for. If you're going to do this for this. There's a I lot of Marvel movies. Yes. I was like 14. And this guy who I now realize was trying to groom me. Gave me the book Belinda by Anne Rice. And the whole concept of that. Is it's basically like. It's basically Lolita. Yeah. Um, this children's illustrator. Seduces like a 14 year old. And it's them, like, getting away with their relationship. And I just remember being like, this is so fucking romantic. No! No! No, it's not! It's a it's power not. dynamic! Like, it's... And that's the, the funny thing is, I, I heard this guy the other day, and he was dead on. There is nothing wrong with a 16-year-old girl having a crush on her teacher. There is no. nothing wrong with a 15-year-old being like, oh my god, 
that guy's a dilf. Like, mm-hmm. but not acting on it because you are in your brain is still developing. Mm-hmm. You are still in a state where that person has so much more power over you and you cannot mm-hmm. make a logical decision that won't deeply affect you. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. not okay for a 30-year-old man to be courting a 14-year-old girl. No. That's not never. okay. There's there's never. something that's screwed up with their development. And yes, this is a girl who at 18 was dating a 28 or a 38-year-old or 28-year-old. She was a 10-year age difference. I can do math, I swear. Um, I was, yeah, like I was 14 dating someone in their 20s. I don't say that to brag. I say that because I also have issues. Like, that's not good. And I think the problem with conversations like that, there's a really, really good The Take video on age gap romances and why we feel like they're so problematic and like why that's, so, that's short-sighted. Because I think the issue is, is that at a certain point, we only see it as really, really problematic going one way. Like we see it as gross between like with men and women. And we don't acknowledge when women do it to men because that does oh, happen. That's, that's awful too. The whole Mary yeah. Taylor Turner thing. Like, yeah. Like no. we don't acknowledge. Woman, don't go after a 17 year old boy. That's no. Don't. Like there's a really, really great the take video on that because again, like that's my big thing is if you're going to apply this thing and you're going to say that this is the banner you're going to run on, this is the hill you're going to die on. There's a lot of other media that I'm going to need you guys to show up for. We're not going to sit here and yell at three things. That's not what we're going to do here. If you're going to do that, I'm going to need you to bring the thunder to a bunch of other media and you guys aren't ready to have that fucking conversation. You aren't. You aren't. You guys aren't ready to have the vampire problem. Like You guys aren't ready to do that. You want to yell at this one thing because it's niche and Japan still has this allure of being like this land of like gross fetishistic sex and stuff like that. That it's it's an easy target for you guys. I get it. It's a super easy target. And it's an easy target because you guys aren't ready to talk about all the other stuff in our media that is in a lot of ways much, much worse. No one's ready to talk about glee. No one is ready to talk about glee. All we ever talk about is Leah Michelle. I mean, she was I, it was, was and is hot trash. I wasn't either. I hated those kids. And I was in musical theater. I was like, oh, fucking posers. (laughs) But you can't have your professor doing toxic shirtless and hip thrusting at high schoolers. What? I'm so glad I didn't watch that. (laughs) Tori. He ends up marrying one of his students. Okay. Okay. This is why I have a really hard time with youth pastors. And not just because I dated a guy who ended up becoming a youth pastor. And then at 28, marrying his 20-year-old former student who was a uh, schizophrenic with a bowl cut. Like, I have seen so many, so many youth pastors wait until that sweet day that girl turns 18 and then proposes to her. And I'm sitting there going... You have literally been grooming her with texts from the Bible. Like, who's the one person she's not going to argue with? God. I've been arguing with I, God since I was seven. I was the girl who quit confirmation classes three times. Because I was like, well, the evangelicals say this, but the Lutherans say this, and this these people say this, and these people say this. But what about Buddhism? And what about and like I would throw shit out at the pastor, and he's just looked at me like I don't give a shit, Victoria. I don't care. I like, he had to be polite about it, but at nope. the same time, I'm like, even then, I was like, so I, I had two modes as a kid. The one mode was when I corrected a priest mid homily because he got uh, demons. He got demons and gods wrong. He conflated bossed with ball, and I said, you're wrong. The other one was my dad had just died, and I was full of religious trauma and indignation. So when we were going over, like, God's plan and free will, I said, why did God kill my dad? Like, in class, which apparently is inappropriate. (laughs) You inappropriate? Never. Never. Right? 
which had some very, very fun conversations in religion as a Catholic student where it's like, yeah, why did God kill Amanda's dad then? Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of flower symbolism that we don't have time to talk about. Uh, we talked about Gabriel Garcia Marquez in the last episode. Uh, this doesn't have any magical realism unless you want to use magical realism as an excuse to rationalize all the grooming. And if this is your favorite book, I'm sorry. If you were part of that rom-com serendipity, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I don't mean if this is your favorite book to, like, make you feel bad. If you're one of those people that, like, really, really likes this shit, uh, you're fine. Like, it's okay. It's okay. You're, you are, there's tons of problematic things that I like. I make bad decisions on a regular basis. The Brontes it's are okay. some of my favorite authors as a high schooler, if that explains yeah. anything. Like I make so. I make bad decisions on a regular basis. It's okay. Uh, we have some resources available for you, as always. Did you want to go over a brief note about how this is possibly conjecturally related in actual courtship? So as we kind of talked a little bit about in last episode, um, some of this is based off of Gabriel Garcia Marquez's parents. Um, they had a relationship that the family did not want them to have. Mm -hmm. And so they wrote letters to each other constantly back and mm -hmm. forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and then eventually they got married to everybody's chagrin, popped out Gabriel and then uh, abandoned him with his grandparents to go off and do their thing. Um, so, it's not a perfect metaphor, <laughs> no. but uh, he he used some of that for inspiration. Um, mm -hmm. I will say something really interesting. So they did make a movie of this a while back, and it's so funny because it has that really uncomfortable voiceover. It's like a love story of our age, like this ridiculous thing, like where you're going, who, re who recorded this? Is like back before they tried to make all trailers like super like romantic trailers, like super into it. Like mm -hmm. it just feels really silly. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a movie if you want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. Um, and it's just, it's so entertaining to me when you go on YouTube and you're trying to find like, you know, a lot of times we'll reference Crash Course or Thug Notes or um, something explained. I can't remember what it is. But we'll go and look at other people's takes on things and be like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, how do you feel about this? Or, you know, this person has been, a, you know, a professor at such and such for 20 years. How do you feel about this text? Like, we want to get kind of a, a better rounded thing other than just us going, that's fucking grooming. Um, mm -hmm. And I will say that there are very few videos on YouTube that aren't either reviews or clips from the movie. Like, yeah, 100 Years of Solitude is the the one that everybody goes for. Um, so I didn't I don't know. I just thought that it was interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I mentioned Lolita earlier, and I feel like Lolita is kind of like that. Where like, I feel like there is a nuanced conversation somewhere in Lolita. I feel like there is a way to have a nuanced conversation about Lolita. Not with anyone who is alive on Earth right now, though. One of my best friends in high school had that first chapter of the book memorized. And this was because her parents told her that was the one book that they would not allow her to read. Oh, so she and I'm not I'm not gonna throw her name out there because she is she is very smart and she uh, is a professor and is fabulous. But I mm -hmm. remember walking to like our tennis lessons because you know they were free for me because it was a high school thing um of her reciting the entire first chapter she could also do phantom of the opera's booklet from memory the oh, entire thing and all that's the songs fine. i was yeah. like you're a champion um, yeah, i'm okay with that but i remember being like nabokov is a beautiful writer mm -hmm. with a really interesting choice of topic I think that's the most diplomatic way to put it. That's the and most I'm nothing that's not diplomatic. Yeah, and I uh, 
that's a very diplomatic way to put it. I feel like we get that about a lot of writers is that you are a brilliant author with a curious subject choice. It's basically how I feel about John Green. Son's brilliant. He's middling at best. Hank is my boy, though. Oh, Hank is a great writer. I mean, you can definitely tell this was a kid who's been, like, writing this book since he was, like, in high school. You can tell. Like, he's, like, the machinations of this have been brewing around in that little coconut for decades. Am I, I love, wrong? I love the rants. I love the rants. The TikTok rants are my favorite thing, where he'll just go in and just unleash... And then it's like, okay, I'm back to normal now. And I'm like, that just feels like us having a conversation. Well, and the funny thing is, like, it's so funny because I feel like there's, like, at least three or four distinct phases of John and Hank. But, like, if you came into any one phase of John and Hank, the others are, like, so apparently, like, McElroy fandom is kind of like this. Like, if you listen to, like, early My Brother, My Brother, My Brother and Me, <coughs> like, it's a completely different show than what it is now. If you yeah, listen I have no to idea like what you're talking about, I'm sorry. Oh, my bim bam. So I was I was never like a McElroy fan. I still am not, but like it's one of the most popular podcasts ever. Uh if you listen to like early Mabim Bam to what it is now, those are different fucking shows. In the way that like early Vlogbrothers and what Vlogbrothers is now, completely different. The Hank and John of Vlogbrothers 2.0, which was easily over a decade ago now, is so different than who they are now, which is unfortunately media magnates, which is why I'm not as fond of them. Isn't they it have- weird? Like, and I'm, I, this is my friends and I were joking the other day about the nuance of human beings, because to tie it back to Queen Elizabeth, you have some folks who are like, absolutely worshiping at the altar of queen elizabeth and then you Mm -hmm. have other folks who are like this woman is a symbol for the destruction of our country Mm -hmm. um and there are some nuanced takes that are in the middle of it Mm -hmm. and they take into account you know you're not wrong and you're not wrong you know Mm -hmm. human beings are complicated Mm -hmm. and we the funny thing about having permanent media having you know books having podcasts having Mm -hmm you know, just music, things like that is over time, you will always see a change in that person. And part of it is them just becoming a human being and experiencing their different lifestyle things and going through that kind of thing. And the other part of it is how that media changes them. Like, I'm a completely different person from when we started this podcast. Completely different. Like, Mm -hmm. if you go back and listen to the original episodes, I'm like, Let's backpedal. I had the gold medal for the backpack or backpacking, backpedaling. You did. You were like, uh, I can't say that I've changed that much, at least like from this show. But yeah, if you go back and listen to like my early YouTube stuff, I am a completely different person. I mean, I was always spicy and hot takey, but I'm definitely less interested in explaining to you why I feel that way. Now it's fully just gang gang. I don't know why it is so funny to me when you say gang gang. Like, it just, it, <laughs> it makes my entire day. Like, this is, so, for for those of you who obviously don't know us personally, um, Amanda will text me pretty much regularly, mental health check, just yes. to make sure that we're both alive and one of us is not crying in a puddle somewhere. Um, yes. So now I feel like I just need to respond to you with gang gang. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like we're friends outside of the show, and I will t- I will message her like, "Hey, are you doing okay?" Because I know like we both got some shit going on. Like, absolutely. Also, my favorite comment on TikTok will ever will always be uh, there was this Native American man. It was a video of like two deer, and one's like totally fine. One is like clearly fucked up, like the head's all fucked up, like it has like a glassy look in it. So I was like, that other deer, like something is wrong with that deer. And my favorite comment that will ever be on TikTok is the skin doobie walking. <laughs> Mark makes fun of me because I won't say the SW after yes. after dark. And he's like, he's like, I am legitimately native, babe. I am legitimately native. Shut up. You. It will not protect <laughs> you. No, but like I that 
I will have like random moments in my day where I was like, the skin do be walking. And just like, that's funniest. My fucking friend in Kisara calls them flesh pedestrians. <laughs> I quit. Uh, Tori, do you want to tell? Oh, hold on. Jumping the gun. Uh, did I have to read this in school? I didn't. Uh, Tori, you read this for fun in college, which explains everything about you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. tell the listeners what I am being cuckolded into reading because I didn't read the outline because I was out <laughs> trying to have a social life? Listen, I'm trying to better you with Sophocles. And I'm trying <laughs> to do that with Oedipus Rex so I can make motherfucker jokes. Okay. Like, you want to tell the listeners at home what I've been cuckolded into? Because I didn't read the outline because I was out trying to live my life. You were looking at the killers while I was studying the blade, okay? Fuck you. The blade is wrong. The blade is a motherfucker. How can you not like... Okay, first of all, it's a play, so it's relatively short. Two, we know about the Greeks. Three, it involves somebody dabbing their own eyes out. Uh. I did legitimately read this for a class. I've read it so many times, Tori. I was almost a classics major. Then you don't have to read it again. You can Fuck you. Ah! <laughs> Screams. Uh, Tori, where can the good people find us? We're all over social media. We're at Unfortunately Required Reading on Facebook. Unfortunately RR on Twitter. Unfortunately mm -hmm. Required on Instagram. Unfortunately mm -hmm. Required Reading .com. We also yeah. have an email address, which is unfortunately required reading at gmail.com, which occasionally we check question mark. Yes. I don't remember. Yes. Please send us an email. Uh, you can join the myriad of people that support this show financially at anchor.fm slash unfortunately required reading. Uh, this is the part of the show where we thank our subscribers. Uh, your financial support is greatly appreciated. I'm not going to say it is not mandatory. No, we're going full fucking sellouts. Give us money. <laughs> what was that one funny John Mulaney? Like, give us some money as a gift. That's where I am now. I'm very small and have no money, so you could imagine the That's, stress I'm under. That is literally. I I hate that he's. I hate that he's terrible now, because that whole from start to finish, that set is just me. If you need to understand my humor, it's that. I don't know how one man managed to nail everything that is funny to me in one fucking set. He did it, and now he's terrible and isn't funny anymore. Uh, so yeah, give us some money as a gift. We appreciate it. Uh, our patrons get very, very fun, exclusive uh, things like being on the hecking show. Uh, not just because of money, but also because of friendship. Um, <laughs> uh, if you would like, uh, you know, we already did the email part. Okay, listen, it's been a long day for all of us. I didn't go to bed till 3 a.m. and I slept in till like 10. So uh, go get vaccinated. Cholera isn't sexy. Don't groom anyone. Go read a book. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>